Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Man, Albie, I'll tell you. We got car trouble, my friend. First of all, the muffler was like hanging off the car, something in the bottom of the car. And I was going to Connecticut and it was bottoming out and in. And then on the way back, it was making noise the whole way until like like I hit Massachusetts. And then whatever it is, like snapped off. Some big thing that looked like the muffler in the bottom middle of the car is, I think, gone now. Car still ran. But, uh, is it like leaking any fluids or no, anything? No, <clears throat> no. I was shocked. I figured when that thing goes and and I had to go to a gas station too. Uh, and I and I was worried that it would be dragging and just create sparks and then explode the gas station. But so, <laughs> so, but uh, so if yeah. anybody knows out there, any of you car people, there's something in the middle of a Volvo and the under underside from a 2005. Is it? Yes. <laughs> Volvo that that was hanging. That could down. potentially looks like fall a muffler, off. but it's not a muffler. That is, I think, is gone now. <laughs> Great, but you can tell the cars make it's louder than it should be. But okay, so there you well, go. And between that and the windshield, and th- did I get a rude comment about the windshield? Is it about your wiper? Oh yes. Oh, I got a great phone call. Oh, about the windshield. Great phone call about the windshield wiper, which <laughs> that shouldn't be that big a deal to fix. It, it shouldn't be, and it's not going to be. But it's only been three weeks since we were in Connecticut, and we I haven't used that car really since. And it wasn't going to rain, so I, you know, I didn't. And we were jammed yesterday. I had to get out of here right. yeah, and yeah, drop yeah. my son off at rock climbing immediately, and then get a new bank card, and then get screwing down to Connecticut, and then try to get in, and then do the podcast with you, and then the bar wasn't open, and then I had to go this morning, and then the internet wouldn't work at the hotel, and then I had to rush to the station. It was a cluster bleep. Thank goodness. Thank God today that Joe Biden spoke um, when he spoke. But anyway, I had a great caller today who saw the, the windshield video and castigated me first and said, you know, you know, um, you know, you can get a windshield replaced for for your windshield wiper. And I said, well, I don't think I don't think this is like a situation where I've gotten it replaced before. Like when my car's gotten hit by rocks, etc. Uh, and he and uh, and he said, so uh, so, and I said, so. Well, I mean, it was it was it was scraping here. It wasn't a rock. And he said, we well, got rocks in your yard, right? I thought, there we go. <laughs> this is my kind of guy. It was a great call. I'm overmodulating myself too. This is going to be one of those things. This is why we. Right. This is why I get so pissed off. I went down to Connecticut. I things at the hotel don't work necessarily with the, my authentication stuff with my phone and, and computer and their internet doesn't work the same way it does here where everything gets all set. And every time I come back, we have to build again, start from scratch. Yeah, we just were setting up the we whole a, studio and adjusting everything. It was a whole big caster. project. 
We need a roadcaster. Uh, we got to okay. do this right. There's a lot of hardware here. Um, but okay, so the, the Joe Biden speech saved us. So two things jumped out at the, at the Joe Biden speech. Today. It wasn't a speech. It was a press briefing, which turned into a press conference because he took a lot of questions at the mm-hmm. end, which he should not have done, but we'll get into that. Why. First thing that jumped out is this odd, this odd thing he did where he went from talking about the bloody fighting in Ukraine and the humanitarian missions and everything we're sending them, and then he veered off in into this, which this must have been inserted as some kind of addendum, but it's an odd disjointed scene. Listen to what happens here. As long as the assaults and atrocities continue, we're going to continue to supply military assistance. I might know parenthetically, you know, there's a dinner this weekend to celebrate the press. Think of what the American press has done. The courage is taken to stay in these war zones. The courage is taken to report every single day. I've always had respect for the press, but I can't tell you how much respect I have watching, watching them in these zones where they're under fire, risking their own lives to make sure the world hears the truth. Imagine if we weren't getting that information. It'd be a different world. It'd be a different circumstance. In the past two months, Russia launched its brutal attack and has moved now weapons we're back and equipment to, to Ukraine. Brutal attack. We've moved, we've moved weapons and equipment. So that was an interesting aside. Why? Why the kiss to the press? Why the mention of the White House Correspondents' Dinner? Is this a, some kind of charm offensive? Is that what this is? Like he needs to do that with these people? It's it. It had no. Well, I mean, pl- note he has been getting slightly worse press lately. Well, I mean, because he, it, it's hard to avoid what how terrible a job he's doing. Well, sure, he's been getting more accurate press, <laughs> but this is why is that in that briefing? The pre- the White House correspondents are having a dinner this weekend. Yeah, it's not the White House correspondents who are going to who are in Ukraine, right? And also. You know, he's going to stay for the dinner. Fauci wanted to go for the dinner. They've made Fauci now not go because they want to make it seem a little COVID-y in there. But Buttigieg Well, and is, they all have COVID. And Biden's skipping the actual, like, eating right. part, I guess. But Buttigieg is going to be there. Right. Um, with bells on. He's all thrilled. <laughs> no. I just think that's interesting. What that kind of thing. What is he trying to do there? Is he trying to curry favor so that they don't slam him? If the, so, the comedian's nice to him. I assume the comedian will be nice to him, or the comedians. I don't mm-hmm. know what he's trying to do. And I think, um, sort of indirectly, kind of remind people of how he's different from Trump. Sort of, you know, because that's that's how we got elected is by not being Trump, right? In twenty twenty, and sure, and. And some other factors, I would say, but um, but I think that that that's something that's like associated with Trump. After all, we didn't have the White House correspondence dinners under Trump because he was too mean to the press, and he called them the lying press, and he was mean to them. And Jim Acosta cried and whatever. And so I think that that doing this kind of like shout out to the press is sort of like a remember I'm not like the last guy. Uh, I see. We're having a dinner for the press. We celebrate the press. Look what the press has done, you know. Right. It's of course it's a it's a total navel gazing evening. It's a kind of a gross evening. Oh yeah. Giving each other and, and, and it's it's politicians mixing with the press as one cohesive unit together. Which it's, they are. It's so chummy. They literally are. What is Jen Saki right now? She's both right now. Right, exactly. She's they said both we ran the White House and the We media. ran it by the White House counsel and made sure it was fine. And the counsel told us to do it. Okay, okay. That's- well, and in particular on the issue of Ukraine, the White House and the media are especially united. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> I would say that's true. Absolutely. And so when we, we haven't played them. The Mayor Pete stuff with Brett Baer, right? Mm-mm. So along those lines of, oh, no, I should stick with Biden because this is what, <coughs> that's the first thing that I pulled out of the speech 
Mm-hmm. Other than the stuff, the, the the talking points that they in the outlines that they had already sent out, the White House had already sent out about right. thirty two billion and whatever it was, and this and that. The, the the stuff that I picked out as being standout stuff mm-hmm. was that, and then this happened. And when this happened, the producer and I looked at each other <laughs> and said, "What the hell is going on here?" And I was like, "Are they going to wrap him soon?" A comprehensive package. Of uh, that will enhance our underlying effort to accommodate the Russian oligarchs uh, and make sure we take their take their their ill-begotten gains. <laughs> We're going to accommodate them. We're going to seize their yachts, their luxury homes, and other ill-begotten gains of Putin's kleptocracy. Uh, yeah, kleptocracy and klep- the guys who are the kleptocracies. <laughs> but these are bad guys. This legislative package strengthens our law enforcement capabilities. What with our law enforcement capabilities at the end there? What is Wait, first of all, he just said this legislative package strengthens our law enforcement capabilities. What does that have to even do? With Ukraine. Right. What is that? Is that on a teleprompter? Is he channeling that from uh, something else? Who the hell knows? But that ain't great. That is not, right. he came to a grinding halt, snapped out of it, laughed, and then slurred through the rest of it. Right. And the accommodate thing is so, yes. like, he said the wrong word about four times, and who knows what the right word was supposed to be, but it wasn't accommodate. No. <clears throat> the only one that I think could reasonably be chalked up to a stutter there is the kleptocracy stumble. But that's the only one that I, I think you could even make a case was part of a stutter. But, I mean, I, that was not a good look. And I think it's concerning. And I think it feeds more into what we've been saying for the past, you know, couple days where we've been talking about, like, how long are they going to let this go on when this guy is clearly not up to the job and we all have to wonder who's really running the show here you know what i mean like who's calling the shots is jill biden calling the shots is kamala could kamala possibly be calling the shot ron clay like who's in charge right now it's very concerning and and I don't know, like, I mean, I don't know if you can impeach people for being, you know, but this is what the 25th Amendment is supposed to be for. But they're not doing it because they don't want either they don't want Kamala or they are enjoying getting to run things behind the scenes and push him around to look like he's the front facing character right. of it all. When when he's really not in charge. Of, I mean, when you see him talk like that, it becomes very, very clear that he is not fully in command of himself and like i think he has good days and bad days oh, or yes. he's better and worse but like this is i'm sure to go out here and do this presser which is a very important presser for him that they like hopped him up on all the medications and got him going and did all the stuff that they well, had to do yeah so it's concerning that they're sending him out here like this at this point because and he was how late like 45 minutes late or something too at least 30 minutes late yeah yeah i mean uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I I don't know how long they can continue th- to do this. So, do they make it through the midterms? Like, what do they do here? Somebody, a mole of mine, okay, who has been a journalist and has worked in high levels of media, okay, for quite some time, mm-hmm. for decades, sent me this. Sent me a. Uh, it, it, moments after it happened, it sent me a um, the video of that part right there. Yeah. And I responded to him, yep, incredible. What can Dems do, though? He said, start grooming a successor who isn't Kamala. He continues, after the floor collapses in the midterms, it's all over for the current administration. There's only one obvious answer. I say, Mayor Pete... He responds with a picture of guess who? So not Mayor Pete. Mm -mm. Remember, he says, after the floor collapses in the midterms, it's all over for the current administration. There's only one obvious answer. 
Um, I don't know. I'm assuming like somebody who ran last time, like Booker or Klobuchar or like. Nope. Michelle Obama. He continued. They went. They want back in. It's clear as day. He, Barack, is showing up everywhere, making Biden look even weaker. Mm-hmm. She opens up about her anxiety and depression on Colbert to get that behind her. It's on. Remember this day, he says. Um, and that's essentially, that's essentially it. But yeah, I mean, I think that's probably true of the Obamas, but I think probably everybody who's involved in the Democratic Party smells blood in the water, right? Like... I think the Clintons are probably looking at it pretty closely, too. Obviously, you see all these, like, former contenders. You see Pete going on everything that will have him. You see Warren going on everything that will have her. You see Booker doing this performative stuff with Katanji Brown-Jackson. Like, they're all aiming. That's fine, but they're all... They're all seeing an opportunity happening right now. Don't you think so? Oh, I de- definitely, I think they they're do. They're all saying, this is not working right now, and there's yes. going to be an opening. Oh yes, yes, no doubt. I I think they see an opportunity, but one of the reasons why you you put Pete in transportation is to shut him up, is to clam him up, right? Um, I mean, I guess so, but he hasn't really shut up much yet, despite the fact that he hasn't managed to solve any problems. No, Pete owns the ports. He owns paternity leave. <laughs> While there was a crisis, you know. Pete, I like him as a thinker because I like people who can think on their feet. But this, what we're, what his, what we saw here mm-hmm. with him, with Brett Bear explaining how he's going to go to the party, and and when Brett Bear asks him, like, "Are you going to go to the White House Correspondents' Dinner?" Pete's like, "Yeah, I think I'll go." It's like, yeah, either in other words, I'm effing right. You're, I'm going. This is why I'm here in Washington D.C. Well, and it is funny, and this was like the point Bear was making. I don't. Do you want to play the audio? Yeah, I'm or play I don't the want audio. to step on I him. Play the audio. Okay, yeah, go. Ahead. And, and right, so I'll let Brett Bear make comprehensive package. Oh, That's not Brett Bear. Are you going to that White House Correspondents' Dinner this weekend? I think I will. Yeah. So the fact that think about it for a second, mull I it over. Doctor Fauci is not going. Does that send a signal? Does it say something? I mean, what should people interpret from that? Well, I think, as he said, that's his personal assessment of his personal risk. And I think we are moving into a phase where that's where a lot of the decision making is going to lie. Right. We're, we're seeing, uh, of course, there are ups and downs and maybe there will be more. But generally, we've seen a move where you've got fewer and fewer general requirements for everybody. And more and more, it's on you as an individual, as a shopper, as a traveler. For I got example, it. But to just when I introduced you, I was talking about the Justice Department appealing that ruling to keep the mask mandate for public transportation right up your alley. Yeah. I mean, don't you think voters will look at that and hold the Biden administration or Democrats uh, kind of responsible for something that they really don't want? Well, the main consideration there isn't the politics of it. It's making sure there's clarity on the public health authority. That We're deep into flim flam land Mm -hmm. at this point. This is Pete dancing a jig, <laughs> unable to answer the question honestly because it's, yeah, because it's a dishonest venture. Right, because they're going to court to make sure that you wear a mask on an airplane where people don't get COVID, where a bunch of them who are COVID positive are throwing themselves a big party in Washington, D.C., indoors, eating, talking, laughing, having a great time. So meanwhile, they're going back to court to try and get you to put your mask back on on an airplane by law. By the, like forcing right. you at the point of a gun to put a mask on your face while they party. And the fact that he has no answers for that is just so incredible, right? That, well, yeah, I do. I, I think I will go to the party. I like parties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's where this administration is right now. Is like we like throwing parties for ourselves and the, our friends in the media and having a good time, but we're gonna still expend energy trying to make sure that we enforce useless COVID policies on you. Right, and and out of performative symbolism, once again, we're taking the guy who has already who RSVP'd a nanosecond after he got the invitation, <laughs> which is Anthony Fauci. We're taking him who intended to go to that party, and we're tearing... The guy who wants to go to that party more than any other human being (laughs) has ever wanted anything on the face of the earth, 
and we're taking him to performatively show you we're balancing with caution. Mm -hmm. You know, look at all the nuance happening here. All the nuance happening here. Yeah. You know, yes, we're both at one time enjoying the end of uh, a, a, the more serious phases and indulging into, um, and, uh, in, but still being cautious at once and still making sure that the CDC have to, it, hopefully by now you've stopped paying listening because, and are disinterested now because we can only keep this up, uh, this flim flammering up for so long please disengage mm -hmm. from this conversation. Yeah. By the way, you know how like all the people are getting COVID now, like Kamala has COVID, everyone mm -hmm. has COVID, right? Um, And remember how like a couple weeks ago, we read the thing from Jerome Adams saying how it's like a huge failure of the Biden administration that they haven't made Paxlovid more widely available mm -hmm. and that they, that it's like, they haven't gotten it out to people and that's like part of why people are still dying is that they're not getting these antiviral drugs out to people. So, you know who got Paxlovid and was treated with Paxlovid? Kamala? Kamala Harris. Asymptomatic Kamala Harris, who showed no symptoms and is like 40 and is that like is... quadruple freaking vaxxed and is not hospitalized or anything. She got Paxlovid. So, that's that is great. beautiful. <laughs> ah, so, that is what is going on um, with those people in Washington District in Columbia. It's going to be very interesting. Very interesting. I think that the. I think that the oh you know what there is one more thing he added about the about the which I don't agree with him on my mole added about the Kamala thing okay he says Biden steps down medical reasons Kamala says she's not going to run Michelle surfaces clears the Dem field which would happen blows away all Republicans in polls in the polls. Trump would be her dream. She would destroy him in debates. I disagree with that. Yeah, I mean, I don't. She she's not a politician. And she's well, right. Not, and I think the thing about and, Michelle and, Obama and who is talks, that, who talks sternly to Michelle Obama. Yeah, no one. She better so, be ready. So that's yeah, that's the thing. Is like it's very easy to like Michelle Obama or Oprah or any of these people because they've never had to be political, and people don't like politicians. People like. Oprah and Ellen DeGeneres and like random people on TV who just always seem nice way more than than they like politicians, right? So it's different once you get them into politician mode. When Obama, when Michelle Obama was actually giving stump speeches for Barack Obama, they had to pull her back off the campaign trail because people disliked her so much because she was saying stuff like how she'd never felt proud of America until Barack was nominated and stuff, right? Like she wasn't great at it actually, but people forget that because she's only, since then she's only ever been before fawning audiences all the time. Right. So right. she seems great when she's being written up in Vanity Fair and not and not giving speeches about actual political issues that people care about. Right. So that that's the problem is that the rubber has to meet the road somewhere with with doing politics. You can't just, you know, stay this sort of unthreatening, innocuous figure when you do politics. You have to take positions on things and and say things that are going to be unpopular with certain groups of people and stuff right so uh, you know everybody seems good in theory until they're not like they're right well many not only such that, cases but... right of the people who mm -hmm. seem great and then they actually get out there and they're terrible right and she's not ready for donald trump <laughs> <laughs> just say that all right should uh... we go to newburyport alice Let's head over to Newburyport, where, um, in case you thought it wasn't happening by you, this is happening right by us, uh, and the Newburyport Department of Youth Services that provides programming for uh, children in Newburyport is hosting a really nice event featuring, what's this person's name? Ms. Diamond Wigfall. Ms. Diamond Wigfall, who is a drag performer. Exactly. Um, this is a, an event for is, high school kids. This is due to the um, pretty much, pretty much, but not totally, our friends at the um, Wakefield, what's the, the paper, Wakefield Daily Press? Wakefield Daily Item? Daily Item. They do good work as well. Uh, and there's some others that do good work here and there. But Turtle Boy News, tbdailynews.com. 
Yes, that bastard from Worcester who's not supposed to be credited with anything and uh, ha might be not be, might not be the most unscrupulous uh, fellow in his uh, off hours, but uh, has only been good to us and who breaks a hell of a lot of stories that would never see the light of day in towns and ferrets out these uh, these malcontented, corrupt local politicians and elected leaders who are trying to damage people, including your kids. So uh, this is who they're inviting to come talk yes. to the high school students in Newburyport. This is from the city of Newburyport, by the way. Miss Wigfield present, presents coconuts. Is coconut a fruit or a or a vegetable? It's a fruit. So this is Miss Diamond Wigfell, who's this, a dude in drag, mm -hmm. um, blonde hair, color blocked dress, um, singing about my co coconuts. You can put them in your mouth. Squeezing his where breasts would be. We get it. Okay. So, yeah, okay. that's what they think is an appropriate performer for high school students to watch. So... That's great. City of Newburyport. Nicely done. Um, so what I've heard is this event was supposed to be hosted at the Masonic Lodge, and now due to Turtle Boy and security concerns, they're moving it to the Senior Center, which oh, is that's like great. even more. That's great. Makes even more sense. I don't know. So um, uh, the government officials are all psychotic around here. I don't know what to do. With, like, who's, who really wants this person performing for their kids? I don't get it. Like, is are everyone's brains, are all these parents' brains that broken that they really think this is great? Like, I don't understand it because our former town had, a, like, a drag queen story hour. And there were a ton of parents who took their kids and, like, were posting pictures of their kids at it and saying how great it was and, like, that it teaches acceptance and understanding and all this stuff. Like, how is your brain that just out of it i don't understand where you have to be mentally as a parent as a parent to take your kid to watch that and not drag them out of there the second the show starts i don't get how you can show your kid that and feel good i you must be so brainwashed so brainwashed i don't or you're lying to yourself or what i don't get it what it is is this alice specifically they believe they're doing a really nice thing because they believe there are people the same kind of people who attack Josie Smollett, who are fat, mean, bully, Trumpy kind of people who want to hurt this person. And they want to show this person that, no, we can love you too. We're going to let you express yourself and we love you too. That's fine. And you, uh, we love you so much that I'm going to allow my child to sit here and marinate in your aura where you're um, sucking the banana and um, talking about my coconuts in somebody's mouth. That just shows that we're, we're so tolerant for you. I'm willing to do, I'm willing to subject the child to it. See? But then See? they have the nerve to turn around and tell us that when you say this seems like grooming, that you're being homophobic. Right. When, isn't that like a danger sign? Is people who want to talk to kids about sexual things? I don't... I can't with this stuff. Like, I, anybody who thinks that's a good idea to show stuff like that to kids needs to get out of politics and out of town government and out of schools and out of everywhere. Because, I mean, like, you, you just need mental help. I don't get it. I don't... I, I'm honestly at my wit's end with this stuff because I don't see how they can hire a performer like that to show to 14-year-olds. <laughs> am I... Am I 
And then the fact that there is like enough parents that want their kids to go to it and enough people in the town that are for it and they're supporting it, I assume with taxpayer dollars because Newburyport Youth Services is a service of the city of Newburyport, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, they probably applied for state grants and stuff as well. I don't know. But I, the fact that there are enough people to even get that, to get to that stage where it's even booked, and I, I assume people are going to go to it. I just, it boggles my mind because I can't imagine, I can't. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Imagine the mindset of somebody, and I really try. Like, I have a lot of liberal friends. I really try to understand where people are coming from and understand their positions. But I can't understand how, as an adult with children, you would ever think that that's a good idea. I, it's unfathomable to me. Barrenbarrel podcast at gmail dot com. My my computer has erased everything that was ever stored. Yes, I'm not going to spell the password for you. I know the password. (laughs) Okay. Tom doesn't like my password selection. A hole password. They're very secure. Um. Okay. Um. One other thing I want to get to, Alice, is that mm-hmm. we have. I have. Um. This is going to be a little sad, but I'm going to keep it together. Okay. So, uh, when my dad died in 2006, he was he. We were worried about my mother dying, who had had cancer for years and who was supposed to have died years earlier. And so we were talking about it, me, my brother, and my dad, mm-hmm. in planning. My parents were divorced, so whatever. But but in planning on what we're going to do, what we're going to do, because my mother had um, a, what's it called when you're going to die? A whatever disease? Terminal illness. Terminal illness, when she had been playing in the house's money for a long time. So we've been um, working, but dealing with that, et cetera, and... At that point, I worked at WRKO on the weekends, um, and I had learned. I was learning to run the board, and I got a got a promotion, and then I got a job at RKO. Whatever. The point is this. Um, the point is this. On the weekends, I had worked with Mo Lazier, who Mo Lazier, mm-hmm. who um, who was a weekend host who had had probably a big radio radio heyday in the seventies and eighties. Mm-hmm. And and even into the nineties, but he did a lot of work for WRKO and other stations near um, Fall River, New in New Bedford. And Mo is great, and and I was just learning how to be a producer. And Mo is appreciative that I was trying. Not everybody tries, but I was so into it, so thrilled to be in a WRKO. Actually, they allowed me in this building, and now I get to do what I wanted to do. And I couldn't believe it. And Mo was thrilled, and he was great. And. Awesome. And and he I screwed up so much with the news. I pressed the wrong buttons and stepped on Mary Blake, who was a news lady, and she was great too. And and anyway, Moe's awesome. And he always had a good like don't worry about it kid thing going, which mm-hmm. I needed to hear because I was also thirty one years old and unsure of myself or thirty two whatever whatever. Unsure of myself, whatever. So Anyway, my mother was um, so I got to know Mo well from working the weekends, and we and I'd have him do fill in slots here and there, or whatever. Uh, and he was he was a help to me, mm-hmm. a wise guy. Um, had been in radio for a long time before that. Had been a traveling salesman like huh. in the sixties, and um, and then I you know so back to two thousand six where where we we're expecting my mother to die of, of carcinoid cancer, which is not a good kind of cancer. Anyway, three months later, 
my dad died. And Mo had met my dad. Yeah. I had brought my dad to the station a couple times, and they had talked to my dad. was thrilled because he got to meet Mo Laws here. Uh-huh. You know, this is... My dad grew up at a time, you know, and in, in, in still at that point that you radio, like Tom must have made it. You know, he gets to talk to Mo Lawson yeah. and Pat Whitley and the, and the other people, et cetera. And, and my dad died and it was fairly sudden. We were mm-hmm. expecting to have weeks, months, maybe a year, but and it just blew me away. And Mo came to my side immediately, immediately saying, like, the things I needed to hear. First, he got my dad a holder for the flag, the American flag, mm-hmm. um, that my boob used at my dad's funeral. And he would always just come over and say, how you doing, kid? How you doing? Other things. Mm. And he said stuff to me that was just, like, just, it was distracting and helpful. Like, he said, just so you know that you're, as of this day, you're a man, you know, because you felt heartache, whatever, and lost your dad. And so it was really... Really, just just good, and you know there were some times that that is that I'd be kind of hang dog, and and um, just very upset my because I was just shocked my dad isn't there anymore, and it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing, and you guys know if you've lost parents that like it's an amputation really because mm-hmm. so, suddenly all it's all going to be gone and this is what i would tell mo and i'd say i can't believe it with mo I'd, how is it possible that i don't like i can't call my dad in the morning it's, it's, but i call my dad in the morning it's what we what i do it's what we do i used to we used to screw with each other to, to see who woke up earlier to call the other person and accuse mm-hmm. the other person of sleeping in so I'd call my dad and he'd say hello, and I said, oh, "Dad, you're sleeping in. It's five fifteen in the morning. I can't believe it. he's so lazy. And he'd do the same to me, and he would speak what sound like Tommy. I can't believe it. What a life of uh, of Riley you have. Your it's seven oh five. You're you're in, and I bet you I just woke you up. We'd mess with each other, mm-hmm. and my dad would call me especially early as well on my birthday. And I thought, and one time Mo came over and he said, uh, "So what's going on?" And I was telling him what I'm just telling you right now. Yeah. Um, as I said, Mo, it's just so weird that, that I don't like. Um, I'm not gonna go to the Sox game with my dad anymore. It's like I, I don't. There's no. I can't. You know, call him on the phone. I can't. To, to, you know, I can't rib him. It's like I said, Mo. My dad calls me on my birthday extra early. Um, to say happy birthday, kid. Uh, how you doing? Uh, I hope you hope you get up and do something productive today. You're an old man now, Tommy. You know, used to talk, call me an old man when I wasn't. Mm-hmm. So, so anyway, Mo would listen to this, and he had so many such great advice. And and then I think I got another promotion in RKO, and whatever happened, whatever. And, and this is this is quintessential Mo Lazio. Mm-hmm. He uh, call no no. Months passed, whatever. I th- think I stopped eventually working the weekends, and I had the Monday through Friday job and whatever. And months pa- passed, and I'm just doing my thing. And and if, you know where this is going. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep it together here. Okay. Obviously. So. So. My birthday m- m- comes. Mm-hmm. And obviously get a call. Yeah. And there it is. I get a call from Mo. Happy birthday, kid. And like, fuck. Man. That's nice, like nice and early, too. Like my dad would have. He had it, like in his. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, you know, years have gone by, and we've, me and we've, uh, we have connected with each other on Facebook here and there. And, you know, like we've, 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 We've messaged here, and then all the producers loved Mo because Mo was just a great, great guy. Anyway, Mo passed away today, um, and um, and uh, I just wanted to remember him. His daughter had uh, his daughter had uh, told me that Mo's been just kind of watching my career, and just uh, and I. Uh, and that's that was like hugely touching on a day when she needs all the spiritual stuff. Mm-hmm. That's hugely touching. So, our right, rest in peace, Molazier. Hell of a guy. I'm still more more than anything. I'm thrilled that he got to talk to my dad, and Mo could talk. 
too. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Dad, like, because my my dad was my dad was uh, very much into all the these radio names, like I was. Mm-hmm. That's why I was like, oh my goodness, I'm walk- I walked in on my. Like second interview, I walked down the hall past Howie Carr, and I know I'm not allowed to talk about Howie <laughs> Carr, but I was like, "Oh my God!" I just that's Howie, Howie Carr. I, I, I couldn't believe it. And then the guy, the EIs from EEI and Ordway and all those guys, which I was a huge EEI and Dennis and Callahan guy. I was like, "This is the greatest job in the world." Even though the job was a receptionist, I was the front desk receptionist. Like I said, folding envelopes, getting copy paper. Although I would make sure to deliver copy paper to the producers. In the studios, so I could get into the studios, just because mm-hmm. I because I wanted to be in there. And they were like, "Thanks for the ream of copy paper." I'll go, <laughs> I'll, I guess I'll put it back in the mailroom now. But I would like anybody would go above and beyond. But so anyway, that uh, that uh, that is it. That is it for that. But it was. Uh, I think he had a pretty good good long life. <clears throat> but if you guys are Mo Lazier fans, and you know, I wish I could find his. His opening theme, his theme song. It had a great theme song. It was kind of a revel, revelly. But then it would turn into a another song, which was there was no. It was just on the instant replay, which is the huh. machine on top of the on top of the board that we had. But it was just great. All right. Now there is a non-zero chance. <laughs> That this past segment or parts of it make it onto uh, into Dave Cullinan's, uh ears, and we'll see how that uh, turns out. But here we go. Um, shall we do? Oh wait, shall, wait. Is there? Do we have other pieces of business? Um, I don't know that there's anything else hugely pressing in the news. The economy shrank. For the first quarter of 2021, <laughs> 2022. And, and Biden talked about the bursting economy too today. It was just so... Yeah, funny. so it's not technically a recession until it's two quarters. So right. economists were predicting a 1% shrink in mm-hmm. GDP and it shrank 1.4%. So that's great. Things are going well. It's going to get worse. We're And all the news stories are like... But the economy shows underlying signs of strength, and it's totally like the fundamentals are strong, like from two thousand eight. Yeah, Biden talk. said like we're up, we're up four hundred thousand jobs in the last two years, and four thousand new businesses in the last over the last year. It's like so prepare yourself for the why recessions are good. Actually, think oh yes, absolutely, there's absolutely because- about that. But also this idea that 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 they start measuring at the bottom of the lockdowns. Right. And then start, I mean, these people, whatever. All right. Are you ready, Alice? Yeah. Or should I'm we hold ready. on? It's, is this, um, are you ready for the chat chat? Uh, Which my late father the- I just talked about would not accept as a name. <laughs> he would say, Tommy, did you file the family name like that? Change your goddamn name. Well, then not- let's stick with Barrel Roll in honor of him and Mo Lazier today, then. How about that? All right. Are you ready? Yes. Here we go. Hey, Allison Thomas this is Justin. I was wondering what your take away of, of uh, yesterday's call from the spook light was. All right. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> I like the idea of caller on caller. Um, so yesterday's calling the spook light. Was that somebody uh, soliciting me again? That, that was somebody saying the spook light was waiting for you and Rosalind to come visit. Yeah, that is uh, incorrect. <laughs> that is incorrect. Although I still, I still can't manage to distance myself from that old mother road. I, I have a little bit of a sore throat, so and I that, uh, taking I those it. old Detroit sleds down the mother road. And by sled, Alice, is he talking about a a uh, Mazda it's Miata? A, no, no, that's not at all. That's like saying you're gonna have finding somebody in the diner saying, "Hi, I'm your waiter, and my name's Bart," <laughs> which is say very thinly veiled, I believe, attack on a protected group. Ah. Hi, Tom and Alice. This is John. I was wondering if you both noticed that uh, Jerry's producer, Craig, mm. uh, thought that John Hinckley looked like Tom Shattuck. <laughs> well, what you say? What you say? He looks like? He looks like a younger Ned Beatty. I was thinking Shattuck. He's got. <laughs> <laughs> 
right, according to uh, Ironhead, uh, John Hinckley now looks like Tom Shattuck. I don't think, uh-oh, Shattuck's got enough feuds going tell, on. Tell me I'm wrong. Oh, okay. and so he's got a little Shattuck in him, a little Shattuck in him. Looks like Kitchby Shattuck's older brother. Yeah. Great job. Great job. And I don't necessarily disagree, actually. Um, by the way, my mother first was used to tell me when that shooting happened that it's terrible. What a waste. And such a handsome boy. <laughs> but uh, I don't I, I come from the same kind of stock as Hinkley. And um, I, I don't necessarily disagree with that. I think that is it, when, when he was a little younger. Um, that said, you know, who looks just like Hinkley and, and <laughs> that's fun. That's funny, Craig. Um, you know what's um who looks just like Hinkley? <laughs> I don't know. What a night. Um it who looks like Hinkley and um Mark David Chapman. Who okay. looks like a perfect composite of the two of them together. Okay. Is JD Vance. Huh. He is a dead ringer for both of them. <laughs> Great. Ah. <sighs> Thank you, by the way, for grabbing that <laughs> audio. What the hell's going on in the world? Ah. Hello, this question is for Tom. Mm-hmm. I was wondering why you never make any appearances on the Jerry Callahan show anymore. That's a good question. I loved being on Jerry's show, but I've got a show now that I do in the morning at from 11 to 3 in WTIC in Connecticut, a, a, a paying, in quotes, <laughs> radio gig. And... Jerry uh, records close to that time, so I'm jamming, and so it just doesn't work for us. I mean, uh, I'd love to go back on if they, if they do it again. It seems like he's kind of gone away from a little from bit the having the rotating co- for, yeah, from co-host the guest thing. Yeah, but you know, I love doing it. It's just that I got a gig, and I have Jerry on my show actually <laughs> more, more than ever. He was on last week, so that is why. Good question. Uh, let's see. So I go. What I do here is go someone's question to Justin comment to somebody's question to Justin comment. <laughs> Justin, don't use your name all the time so that people know it's always you. Hey, Tom and Alice, this is Justin. I yes. was wondering if you had a movie or TV show that uh, is not very good, but you love it. Did we uh, m- one? one? of mine is uh, Roadhouse. I love that you movie. You did play even this one from Justin oh, before. All right, I think. bye. But, Thanks. but it, came up as, it came up as... Maybe he asked it again. Maybe we didn't play it on the oh. show last time. Oh, I see. Yeah, no, no, yeah. So, um, Roadhouse, we actually did a whole show about, and it's an incredible show considering, incredible. I saw it in the theater when it came out, but Swayze kills like 11 members of the, <laughs> uh, people in town. Not only that, but they call each other homosexual slurs in many scenes. That movie is, I appreciate that movie for what it is, especially since there's, it's chock full of homicides. Speaking and by the attempted way, rapes, by the way. <laughs> Speaking by the way of um, homophobic slurs, Madison Cawthorn is now back in the news because there's a video of like one of his staffers like putting his hand yeah, on his I crotch saw while he's driving, and then they also went through his public, by the way, public Venmo transactions, mm-hmm. and all the public Venmo transactions are called things like for the quickie that you gave me in the airport bathroom and like for getting naked in the hotel for me or whatever. They're all things like that. And my guess is that if that's what they're calling the, uh, tra- they're yeah. doing this, like this is some scoop, like he's actually yeah. gay and that's why he's homophobic. Like they always try and say about Republicans or whatever. But my, my thought is that w- with these being young guys that he's, probably goofing around with his friends and that if he were gay he would just be gay and that you can take the if you're calling your public venmo transactions that it's probably as a humorous right. take. i believe that we're dealing with a an immature frat boy here <laughs> yes so, so uh, i don't think like the grabbing of the crotch is a sign that they're like actually lovers no but, but then again who knows and also like <laughs> but this I, is I generally from- i I, I have never tried to bring a gun on a plane. I have never certainly <laughs> tried twice. But so, he has. But this is coming. This is the big scoop from Midas Touch, mm-hmm. the same people who went through all the Joe Rogan oh, things I'm... to try and find him saying the N-word. So, I mean, they're not really a credible source. Hey, Tom and Alice. 
After listening to Tom's show yesterday on TIC, I realized that Tina from the Enfield um, Board of Education sounds like Sister Mary Elephant from the Cheech and Chong skit. Class! Class! (laughs) Shut up! All right, enjoy everything you guys are doing. Thank you. Well done. Well done. Uh, by the way, I don't. That's not me saying that, Tina. I uh, distance myself from that. I'll have you know. Hey, Tom and Alice. After- Hold on, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get. Since you sound just like the last person, <laughs> except there's two different names. I'm gonna go back to Justin here. Hey, Tom and Alice. I was wondering if uh, either of you have heard of or are a fan of PJ Harvey. I think she's a very good singer. Uh, made one of the one of my favorite albums called. Um, Oh, shoot. Uh, let England shake. All right. Thanks. I remember PJ Harvey being a thing in the 90s. I just don't know much about about it, Justin. I'd have to do some more research. Maybe there's songs that, that she has that I know, but I'd have to check check it out. I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, then I'd, have to, I'd have to check it out. I do. I wasn't into a lot of the... I, I don't want to be sexist. I mean, I wasn't into a lot of the Lilith Fair type stuff in the, in the 90s. I'm too manly for that. You know? Oh. Hey, Tom and Alice. After listening to Tom's show yesterday on TIC, I realized that Tina... Okay. Okay. Oh, I see. Okay. No problemo. It's not this, right? 12 hours ago? Not this. I don't know. Okay, that is it. Okay. Up here we go. Oh, no. Oh, come on. (laughs) Damn. How you doing? It's me, Rosalind Adams. How dare you say I don't exist? Did I not exist when you saw me at Planet Fitness as you were crushing abs? Did I not exist when you were touching my chest? Oh, it's not true. I can't believe you said I don't exist. <sighs> Maybe Rosalind's performing in Newburyport. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I will say, Allison, I generally, I would find that voice to be um, a detriment to our <laughs> our affair. <laughs> Although, if she looked like primetime Terry Gar and had that voice, I could probably work with that. <laughs> hey, Tom and Alice. Am I the only one who's kind of exhausted about this Tom and Colonnade feud? More interested in this I'm with whole you, Justin. thing about um, Tom saying that Rosalind Adams doesn't even exist. It's really <laughs> weird. All right, bye. <laughs> so here's my feeling in this: um, it's Colonel Colonel harassing me. I assure you. I assure you. I don't know if I buy that. Yes, it is. You keep bringing he him up. He stole my take. That bastard stole my take word for word on the golf couple doesn't everyone word, have the same take he on the stole golf no i had deeper insight than uh-huh. than than those guys and he stole my take and then he knew this is what he did he lured me out by stealing my take and then he painted me like a target you'd paint before somebody fires a javelin <laughs> missile on kirk's show uh-huh, and kirk's already exasperated by my existence so he's using it to 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 destroy me, and now Kirk's suggesting that I'm waving my arms looking for attention, which is oftentimes the case, but not always the case. True. Which I may be in, by the way. All right, here we go. It's freaking Cullinane, okay? Don't take your ire out on him. Shadhead's attack. <laughs> I was wondering how disappointed Alice is with the Red Sox to the start of the season. I know I'm pretty disappointed with the Reds. All right. Bye. Thanks. Should be interesting. I- <laughs> <laughs> um, to be honest with you, I don't really get into sports until the playoffs. Correct. Correct. And that is also, it's another thing I don't bring to the table, which is uh, sports watching. Although I'm, I'm trying to get my son to fall in love with baseball. Although he's now fallen in love with, with rock climbing. So so we'll see. Yeah, we've... I. I I was a huge Sox fan um, in in the '80s. Gave it up in the '90s. Jumped on the bandwagon in the 2000s, and then once they were winning World Series, is I I traded. Yeah, we did the, the Patriots all the oh, time oh, when Tom Brady was here. 
Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Would you like to finish the rest of my timeline? <laughs> Do people want to hear your whole timeline of every sport you've I don't been know. into there was and over what year? <laughs> there was a question posed. Hey there, Mr. and Mrs. Shattuck. I was letting you know that I'm Thummer Fields and I'm best friends with Rosalind Adams. And I can't believe how Tom has been trading my girlfriend. I what? just can't believe it. Say that she is not even real, please. I think those two, they were flirting back and forth at the Planet Fitness. Oh, today is my twenty fifth <laughs> birthday, by the way, everybody, and that means twenty five per twenty five percent off on my OnlyFans. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, that's good to have discounts, right? I don't know. I think that may have been an affectation that accent. <laughs> I also think it could possibly be problematic, but we'll see going forward. Alice G. Wilker Shattuck, you owe Tom an apology. Correct. For the beatdown you gave him on today's podcast. Hmm? Nonsense. Also, any man born after 1980 will never wear a shirt that says, Burn Bros on it Tom explain that to the little woman shat heads for life I'm sorry I mean well I, I don't I, I like he says shat heads for life how can I the spirit of the phone call Alice is powerful <laughs> okay. it's powerful I'm not sure exactly and I'm, I was born before 1980 I'm not sure exactly I think yeah is Burn Bros, does it sound, does it sound? Like too hipster or I don't know. Uh, I don't, I know. don't know. But does it possibly sound like something that might be a um, celebrated theme in a more alternative community? I don't know. I'm not sure either. But I'm, I mean, the. He said Shatheads for life. I mean, that is that is great and powerful sloganeering. I think you should take that clip, audio clip and use it. Dano again. Hey, Dano. Hi, Dano. Horse women are crazy. Oh. So have you noticed this that's going on? Yeah, Toast is very upset with you. With me? Yeah. For, for what? You called her a yacht bunny. Well, I mean. She's offended. No, but have you, with Dano and Toast, mm-hmm. there is, I'm just saying, been a lot of, uh, a lot of... Well, the phone line's causing a lot of drama. Communication. Mm-hmm. Hey, Tom, I was wondering if you're getting into the USFL, or am I just on a, a desert island? So, I'm not... Um, I haven't gotten into the USFL. I've really dropped almost all watch sports watching. That said, I can tell you that I ran into T.O. at the Super Bowl in uh, Houston mm-hmm. um, near Media Row. And I said hi to him. And my friend John, who listens to this podcast, can be right there. And the way he said hi back was awesome. And that doesn't take much to to, <laughs> to, to make win me you over. Feel really great. I love To. I think he's awesome. So if, if I would be more apt to watch To than probably anything else, uh, maybe I'll give it a shot. Maybe I'll give it a shot. All right. All right. All right. Are you ready, Alice? I'm ready. You ready to launch. Here we go. Here we go. Thank you again so much for listening, everybody, and for leaving us. It would be remarkable if. Any woman saw me <laughs> working out at the gym and thought, what I'm seeing is attractive. <laughs> that would be remarkable. <laughs> well, I think you're attractive. Don't, don't One, don't think I'm attractive. <laughs> don't, don't say it publicly. It's, you should be ashamed of that. And two, I'm not ashamed. You're my two, husband. I'm allowed to you think You want to see attractive. me in the gym? <laughs> Bench pressing 38 pounds in pain and squealing while I'm doing it and sometimes bringing myself to tears. 
That's not attractive, <laughs> Rosalind. Well, I don't go to the gym with you, Ros- Rosalind Dixon, I guess. I don't know. How come I don't have a Rosalind? Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> anyway, uh, you can leave us messages. That's at burnbarrelpodcast.com. That's also where you can find all the spots to listen to the Burn Barrel Podcast. We're also on YouTube, Rumble, Twitter, Facebook, all those places. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.